Ever wondered how to help your athlete transition from high school into college? That's the conversation I'm going to have today with mental performance coach Brett Ashley Davis to help you, mom and dad, set your kid up for success. Welcome to Raising Competitors, Mom and Dad, a podcast designed by the team at Compete Every Day to help the parents of athletes learn ways to raise strong, healthy competitors. Throughout every episode, you're going to learn ways to improve your athlete's grit, mentality, gratitude, leadership influence, and help them develop the skills we learn in sports that set us up for success in life. My name's Jake Thompson, Chief Encouragement Officer at Compete Every Day, keynote speaker and author, but more importantly, your host on the Racing Competitors Podcast, and I'm so incredibly excited you're here. Let's get to work. Welcome back to the Raising Competitors show. It's Jake Thompson, the Chief Encouragement Officer at Compete Every Day, and I'm excited you're back for another Saturday morning show with some of my friends in the mental performance space who are doing phenomenal work helping athletes and parents raise competitors. Today's guest is no different from all the amazing people we've had this year, and that is Brett Ashley Davis. She is a mental performance coach. She has written the insider tips for Every parent needs to know about college athletics and has a free guide with tips for parents on how they can help their athlete transition to that collegiate level without burning out or wanting to quit. We know this time of year for you parents that your kid is a senior, your kid is a junior, that it can be a stressful time. Getting ready to decide what college and where to play and if they're going to play and at what level and everything that goes into it in addition to the fact that once you get into that college level, becomes more like the adult life. It's not just something for fun you do at school. It's job, responsibility, opportunities. And so there is a number of things going on we know in your world. And so Brett gives us some actionable tips today that we can start implementing, things that we can ask our athletes and look for, and then gives us some free resources at the end. I have one favor as we dive into the show. As you all know, this is a passion project. And so doing so, it means we've investing the money, the time, the resources to do it without charging anyone anything for the show. And so, man, it would be a lot of help if you could share the Raising Competitors podcast with someone in your network. Share it with the parent of one of your athlete's teammates. Share it with your Facebook community or a group you're in, but introduce other people to the Raising Competitor show and the Compete Everyday community. That's how we get the word out about this show. That's how we help more parents and more athletes raise up and be healthy competitors for life because we understand the skills developed in sports are what set them up for the rest of their life. So we want to be able to equip as many people as possible with a healthy competitor mindset. And the best way we can do that is you sharing this episode and this show with someone in your network. Now let's get into today's show. I'm excited to introduce you to my friend, Brett Ashley Davis. Thanks, Jake. Thanks for having me. I'm super excited to be here today. Yeah, I'm looking forward to today's conversation, especially for our parents of those high school athletes getting ready to transition into college. But a lot of your work is around mental toughness and mental tough mindset. And I know that's something in great demand these days, as we've just seen culturally, every parent's job is to make life easier for their kids than themselves. And what's happened society-wide is a lot of people have removed too many obstacles and too many challenges. And our kids are struggling, especially when it comes to sports or life, when things don't go their way, which is natural. And so there, there's a great demand for not only mental toughness, but that resilience that, that kind of goes hand in hand with that. 
So I'm looking forward to diving into that with you today. But before we start there, take me back and more than anything, I'm just curious, what inspired your passion to start working with youth athletes? I, I love that you asked me that. And, um, it really started and it's, it's a little funny because I always identify myself as a soccer player, but when I really look back at my past at the age of three, I started as a ballet dancer and it's, uh, a unique way to start soccer. Um, but I, at the age of three, I started dancing and it was something that I did from the age of three to 14. And it really established a lot of discipline within my life. And, um, I, you know, it wasn't something that I chose to do. It was something that at that age in the eighties, you know, you were going to be a ballet dancer. Yep. Um, so, uh, that's how I got, uh, you know, I started with ballet and talk about discipline, you know, discipline with a really strict ballet teacher. Uh, and it kind of wove into, I wanted to compete more instead of doing ballet. So I was doing, I asked to kind of get moved up into other different styles, which was tap and jazz. And I really just wanted to be on stage competing. I wanted to compete. And uh, so I was doing that with ballet and da- and jazz and tap. And then um, one day uh, I wanted to venture into sports too. So I wanted to dance and I wanted to do sports. And from the age of 12, I started to play soccer. And when I started to play soccer, I would show up at the ballet studio with bruises on my knees and scrapes. And my dance teacher at the time took me aside and said, you know, we're going to have to have a conversation. And I'm at, I'm 14 years old at this point, you know, and, and she's like, you're going to have to make a decision. You're either going to be a dancer or you're going to be a soccer player and you have to choose. And at the age of 14, I chose soccer and I uh, wanted to compete more on a daily basis. I wanted to be with a team. I wanted to be um, playing for more than something than just myself. I wanted to play with other individuals striving for the same goals. And um, dance wasn't really giving me that. We were competing, but not as much. And I wanted to be on a field. I wanted to, you know, compete and compete for a team. And then I started playing soccer. How did you, let me ask you that from that young age, because you spent so much time dancing early. How did you manage the transition from a almost I'm no longer a dancer or I'm no longer dancing from something you'd done so much of your life to really embracing the athlete side? Um, I think I've at such a young age, I was able to, and, and this is, I didn't know it at the time, but I was straight striving for connection with others. And I felt like dance was a very individualized sport. Mm -hmm. Um, And at that time, I didn't know it, but I wanted to be more around people. I wanted to be, um, like I said, on a team. So transitioning from being a dancer to a sport, I felt like it was very natural for me to go into a sport because it was, I was having that missing, that missing piece of connection was finally filled. And Mm -hmm. I feel like at that point, the discipline and the high level of competition from dance was so 
easy for me to transition into soccer because I had to be disciplined and I had to compete at a very high level. And so with those two, I feel like the transition was easy for me because the, the things that I was learning in dance, little did I know, were making it very easy for me to turn into an athlete at that point. So let's, let's flash forward because there's a lot of us that, that played sports. There's a lot of us that made those transitions throughout life, but there's not many of us that say, I want to go back and work with athletes and teach them things. Maybe I wish I had at that age. So where was that kind of pivotal moment to really shifting your career or choosing the career in this direction? Uh, so I currently am a fitness director at a university. And I work with a lot of athletes, a lot of students, a lot of student athletes. And over the years of 14 years of working in higher education, I've seen the disconnect of students coming from a high school or a club level into college and not being able to manage their emotions, their uh, just manage themselves in general. And I, I felt like there was a gap and I see the gap on a daily basis. And I knew that if I had someone at age 14, being able to coach me through finding out why I was choosing the things that I was choosing and helping me kind of develop that compass for me, that's who I want to be for, for students now. I want to be able to help them see the vision for themselves and be able to choose principle over preference. So what are their principles and help them guide them to where they want to be and not just their preference of maybe choosing it off based off their emotions for that day. Yeah. Well, and, and that, I mean, one, it's, it's a pivotal decision. It's one, I feel like Maybe we put, I don't know how to, to phrase this, but it's like we, we put all the decision, we put all the pressure on ourselves for that one decision. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of us that have made multiple changes. Like we understand like you can change once you get going, but you have to take that initial first step. And I think that's where your work and in, in helping people kind of understand those first steps is really important to determine where you want to go. Cause I thought my dream was being a sports agent and going that path until I did it. And I was in it for a couple of years and around it. And I was like, this is not what I want. And then you start the process all over again, but it's such a, a, you know, the transitions high school, you know, obviously middle school to high school sports, but then high school to college playing sports, especially it, it changes. It's more job. It's more of a job at the collegiate level than it is at the high school level. And so that's a transition that a lot of people, parents included, aren't really prepared for. And I know that's something that you really focus on and have some kind of insider tips for helping parents with this stressful, feels like the weight of the world into the world moment to transition toward college. So let's, let's talk about that a little bit for parents listening of, of juniors or senior uh, high school athletes. What are some things first, before we kind of give them the tips, what are some either warning signs or great signs to look for in your kids as you're preparing for that college transition of things that parents maybe not be aware of because it's been so long since they've done it or they just have no experience in it. But things of like, okay, my kid's going to need some additional help or this is something I need to be aware of or my kid's doing really well with this right now. Yeah, I think one thing that, and I get a, a lot of parents asking me or turning to me and asking for help when they're when they 
feel like their student athlete, their son or daughter is burnt out. And they see signs of just being uninterested anymore in the sport, um, maybe starting to have conversations like, oh, well, I hate my coach, I hate my team, I'm not doing this anymore. Um, so really looking for those signs of disinterest, um, really looking to see if they are, what's their language? You know, what's their body language? What's, what's their verbal language around going to, coming home from? Uh, are they excited about it or are they disinterested? Are they just fell out of love with the sport? Um, and is how do it, we, let me ask you that. Uh, how do mm-hmm. we decipher in those moments? Cause we know the car ride home is so important. How do we decipher the disinterest or disappointment versus I'm just having a bad week. Mm. And I think that's something that you have to do as a parent is have that conversation with them. Um, you know, coming home from the car ride, let's just do a well, better how every time that we get in the car ride, let's just make it something that we do together as a parent. So what's a well, better how? So teach us that real quick. Teach us. Uh, so well, better how is a technique that I do, uh, for a post game or a post, you know, it's a post routine that you can do and you're going to identify something well that you did within that practice, that game, that competition. So something you did well. Um, and I say start off with something you do well, because that's the habit that I want you to start forming is to start identifying everything that you do and start with something that you do well. Instead of putting yourself down first, I want you to lift yourself up. Then we go into um, uncovering some of the things that you could do better next time. Uh, and then once you decide those things that you know you could do better, then we're just going to put a little bit of a plan together so that you can actually execute it. And so that you can see the change in the progressions over time. Um, so you know that you have something to work with. Love it. I love it. Well, that's, and that's that, I mean, taking the point of let's not, even if you had a bad day, bad game, bad practice, not neglecting what you did well, the good stuff, because there's always something there that we've done, but then it's not just what do you want to improve on, but how. And that's a really key piece. I think even as adults, we should incorporate um, just in life as we've talked about on the Compete Everyday show about the start stop continues every week and just yeah. doing the identification of what do I need to improve on? What am I doing well in that same sense? So I, I love hearing that. So uh, that's a great point of just kind of that pulse check. Well, better how of getting them in that thought. And, and you're probably going to see, you know, week to week as well. If those moods start to improve and change, Hey, it was a bad week or there's, you know, they broke up with their boyfriend, their girlfriends. There's all sorts of things that go on uh, in that, in that realm. And, and the other thing that I always love to ask about just kind of this or go back to is the Nastia Lucan story. She told that her mom would never let her quit after a bad day. Whenever she had a bad practice, her mom was like, great. You can never quit after a bad practice. You can't after a good one, which we know you don't want to because you're so full of confidence, you love it again. And so that kind of continual reminder of if they're quitting after great weeks of practice, they're probably disinterested in looking at that next step and phase. So, okay, so we have kind of the the way to diagnose the, the car ride home. What are some tips for helping both mom and dad and the athlete prepare for that transition of leaving the nest and, and going to play at a higher level? I think uh, when you're looking to have that transition, there's a couple things that you want to do. You want to be able to have that open language and open conversation about parent and child 
why are you doing the sport in college? Like, what is your why? What gravitates you? What's your passion behind it? Why are you doing it? Because there's going to be a lot of times where you're going to have to come back to that why. And it's the why that's going to keep you grounded in finishing out that four-year, that five-year stint with your your college program. Um, So really understanding your why and telling your parents the why. Don't keep it in. You know, let it out so that they can also be your accountability partner and remind you of the why, because the why is going to get lost a lot when it's when you're in that high level of competition. You are, um, you know, in high school, you're the best of the best and you're going to college. So I feel like, you know, I always say that college is like the, the all star team. You know, everybody is now as good as you because now you're at the next level. Yep. So when you get to the next level, you know, the talent, everybody's talented. Um, You know, people are going to be more talented than you. You might outwork them. So the other thing we want to make sure to do is what does effort, how do you define your effort? What does it mean to have effort, full out effort when you go to practice? Define it, define it so you know what to work towards when you get there at practice. So having some of these definitions um, around your why and what does effort look like to you will really have them be prepared for that college career. Let me let me ask you something, and just out of curiosity, what what have been some unique ways that you've seen or heard of athletes and parents reminding that why, like? posters on a wall. Some people probably do tattoos. Like what are some things you've heard that parents have done or athletes have done to reinforce and remind themselves of that? Why just for parents listening that could be like, well, I have no idea where to do. I'm not creative. I don't know how to, other than just telling them. Mm-hmm. The, I, I love that you asked this um, because there is something that I do with uh, the, the student athletes that I work with. We all have a name right? My name is Brett Ashley Davis. I'll never forget it. I know the initials BAD. So what I do is with my initials, I'll go through some of the values that I have, the principles that I have, and I'll just start to put actionable steps and create it with my initials. So connection is one of my values. So for me, with connection, for the B that stands for Brett, B also stands for B first. So that means anytime I see someone, be first to say hi. To me, that's going to make sure that my connection point of my value is lived every day. So as a parent, start with their initials. I love this exercise because they will never forget their name. They have their initials. And most of the time, if it's a softball player, a baseball player, or even just like a backpack, you have your initials on your backpack, right? You either have it embroidered. So I think with that, just starting with your initials and break down, give yourself some key points, some key actionable steps that align with each initial. So you can, you can have that with you every time you go. Love it. Love it. And, and such a simple, simple process that they can start yeah. action and, and implementing. Cause that's the one thing we don't want to overcomplicate. We've already got so many different things on the athlete's plate and and just life in general at this transition point that the more simplified it is, the easier it is to remember, 
which executes and then becomes a habit. Brett, this has been a lot of fun and, and really helpful. I know you do uh, one-on-one coaching, you do some team coaching, but you've also got resources for parents listening today. Where's the best place for mom or dad listening to get connected and grab some of those free resources to help their athlete? Absolutely. So uh, my Instagram is at Brett Ashley Davis. Um, so you can grab there. I have, um, I go over a lot of techniques within the Instagram page, but I also have links on there to uh, my free tips for transitioning your high school athlete to college athlete. Um, not so you don't have to worry that they burn out and quit, right? So there's my three tips on there. You can get that on Instagram and you can also get it on my webpage, which is uh, Uh Two great places to get both of the, to get that resource. Fantastic. And we've got both of those linked in the show notes. So for anybody listening to the show, all you got to do is head on over to the show notes, click on the button on Spotify, iTunes, wherever you're listening, and you'll have immediate access to the website and her social media page. But Brett, this has been a ton of fun. I really appreciate you giving us some actionable tips that parents can start using today if you're listening on Saturday morning and start using with your athletes. So thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks so much for having me, Jake. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Raising Competitors podcast brought to you by Compete Every Day. To learn more about the show, listen to past episodes, or get connected with our team, visit RaisingCompetitors.com. We'll see you next episode.